0: Welcome to Postcards from Home, the podcast about everyday lives during the coronavirus pandemic. I'm Eleanor, and I produce these postcards that are sent to you every Friday. You can find them on all the usual podcast platforms and at mscrow.com. Today's postcard is from Igor Bocconcello, who lives in São Paulo, Brazil. Igor is a user-experienced designer for a large tech company. Unlike daily wage workers in Brazil... He's been able to work from home during lockdown. The mega city of Sao Paulo has been particularly hit by coronavirus with its many football stadiums converted to emergency hospitals. In this postcard, Igor describes life in solitude during the pandemic that has also led to a burst of creativity.
1: Hi. My name is Igor Baconcelo, and I live in Sao Paulo by myself, and I work as a UX designer slash communicator slash writer. On a daily basis, I don't necessarily leave my apartment. I live in the center of the city, so I I can possibly see uh, the movement coming and going, which from... The first days of pandemic, it was totally gone and it was really weird to see uh, the city basically closed. Sao Paulo is a very massive city, so whatever I want to do, it takes me at least one hour to do it. So I usually spend one and a half hour to two and a half hours per day going and coming back from work. And I don't live very far in Sao Paulo scale from the place I work. I was always trying to get up early, avoid the rush hours. And I used to see my friends a lot. And I have made really good friends at my workplace as well because it's a very large company. And we used to hang around the neighborhood that we work in, in bars and restaurants after. Uh, work shifts. As soon as the pandemic started and we started to do quarantine, I just don't see anybody. I have seen my family one time because we managed to um, get a person my mother knows that wasn't affected picking me up here in my door and just dropping me at her house in Bauru, the city where they live. So it was very safe for me to do it. But back in the countryside in Brazil, it's just like nothing is happening. Kids were just playing football in the streets again. People were going to supermarkets and they were just crowded. I found it very disturbing, but also the number of dead people from COVID-19 back then was... 20 people, so they were not really alarmed about it. They thought that only Sao Paulo would suffer more from it, or Rio. But my family still calls me, so in this part, I think it brought us closer. Because when it was in quarantine, we used to speak less, because I used to go there more. I think now it's more like the physical, solitary life, but very... Digitally crowded. (laughs) I do miss human touch. I also miss my dog's touch. (laughs) Because my dog is living with my mother in the countryside and I do miss her a lot. I miss, you know, like being able to have fun around with my family and my friends as well in a physical proximity where you can just see people's face in a very close distance, it makes a lot of difference. I had this side project that I kept aside for so many years, because whilst I was traveling, I got Plenty of ideas. So I just wrote all it down in, you know, like a document in Google Docs and kept revisiting it for the past years. But since I got stuck in my house, I decided it was about time for me to look at it. It was a long journey for me to actively start working on it because I thought I was procrastinating in law. I couldn't get it. Properly done. I wasn't ready, so I was doing um, therapy, and I always brought the subject to my psychologist, and saying that I was killing time doing work. I wasn't, you know, like it wasn't my dream, or it wasn't my um, professional resolution of the year. This, you know, all this kind of um, sets that you set yourself, and then you just start wondering, like, what am I doing? <laughs> I basically have um, set a plan for me back in April. Because the quarantine started in March, right? The end of March here for us. And then I set myself a plan for April. I've been writing about a boy that he's living in the future Brazil, like 40 years from here, right? 2060. And he, he's living just with his um, grandfather that works really hard to keep things going. And then suddenly he's faced with all of these tragic events that has forced him to kind of run away looking for his past story that most people have been hiding from him about his parents and it really happened that they're not around. It's really connected to technology and future politics, as I imagined. I tried to picture a positive view of how Brazil could develop and not necessarily how it's going to be developed. You know what I mean? I was waking up two hours early to just work on it in the quiet. And I finished this book back in May. So I actually accomplished this through working and waking up early every day and then, you know, I have this very proud attitude towards something that I was really wanting to do, but I'm not even feeling like I should celebrate it. I'd rather not have uh, these conditions we're living. So I don't think it's fair for me to celebrate anything. It's just a matter of making reflections about how i could do it to keep me sane as well to keep to prevent me from you know like rushing through very sad and very bad and controversial news about how my country is dealing with the pandemic so i could start my days a little brighter so i can survive this and i can be able to return to whatever life is going to be after quarantine here in São paulo like more prepared and not or at least not that damaged? Does that make sense? As I observe people returning to their normal pace through my window, I've seen a lot of more cars and motorcycles in the street that I can see from here afar. And I see that Sao Paulo is managing to flatten the curve in a very slow pace. But people do think it's consistent and they're not afraid anymore of the virus, you know, like they're just giving the shoulders about it and just returning because they can't stand being stuck anymore. Bolsonaro, his work as a president facing the pandemic, I think it's going to go down as one of the worst around the globe. He's just not doing anything that is concisely reflecting in a good way in people's lives. I do think that people will see it and eventually some someone more moderated will rise from the situation politically, and then things will eventually get better. Honestly, I don't think we can get worse from this. We can get worse from this. <laughs> I bring in touch with people, how could I say this? They're trying to do well in the quarantine, but it's affecting them because most aspects of their life involved going out and being social, right? And it's really hurting in a whole situation of change that is coming upon us and how we live. I do think and I also hope that this new discipline and reconnection to writing and being more at my own in my house will stay for the most time possible. That's what I wish to you, actually, because it's been great. But as I said before, not to celebrate, because I would rather not have the pandemic situation going on. But I found this like in the... I feel like I didn't have a choice. Do you know what I mean? Like I had to do something because I'm not the kind of person that would just sit around and, you know, not try to get the best of the the scenario even though i'm not trying to romanticize or be glad for anything it's just how it is
0: you can look up igor via linkedin and instagram the links are in the episode notes if you've enjoyed this podcast please do leave a review It helps the podcast reach new listeners. Postcards from Home is produced by Eleanor Shemba using music created by Kai Engel.